Hey everybody, Dan Ball here. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Roar podcast presented by Quinnipiac Athletics. This week on the podcast, we are joined by Zach Metza, defenseman on the men's ice hockey team. We'll get to our conversation with him in a moment, but first, we'd be remiss if we didn't address what is going on around us right now. Of course, everybody has seen in some way or another the coronavirus and how it is affecting our country. We've seen that a number of conference tournaments and national tournaments have been shut down around the country in preparation for the coronavirus as it begins to hit our country. We've seen it with the ECAC tournament for the men's and women's hockey team. We've seen it for the MAC tournament for men's and women's basketball. We've seen the NCAA tournaments for both of those sports be shut down. And of course, we saw that the max schedule for the entire spring has been wiped out. So in preparation for the coronavirus and in an honest attempt to keep everybody safe, both from staff from Quinnipiac Athletics and the student-athletes, We are going to be putting the podcast on hiatus, at least in terms of new live interviews for the time being. Granted, this will not be the last time that you hear my voice. This won't be the last time that you hear Matt McAuliffe's voice or any other of the voices that we have talked to in the past or hopefully in the future. But we just wanted to make it clear that the podcast for the time being will be going on a bit of a break just to make sure that everybody involved is staying safe. So, Before we get into our conversation with Zach Metza, just for both Matt McAuliffe and myself, we would like to thank the seniors and all of the athletes in the Quinnipiac Bobcat community for everything that they've done both on and off the field, the ice, the court, or wherever they may play. You know, there are a number of seniors who found out in the most unfortunate way imaginable that their seasons and their careers were coming to a close over the last week. And it's really heartbreaking as somebody in my position and in Matt's position who was able to talk to some of these senior athletes and see how excited they were for either their championship runs or their runs in the playoffs or even getting ready for their spring seasons coming up. So from Matt and from myself, from Nick Trubinsky and the entire Quinnipiac Athletic Communication staff and from the entire staff working hard behind the scenes here at the Roar Podcast, we want to thank and congratulate all of the athletes for everything that they did for the Quinnipiac community over either the last four years or if they're fortunate enough to be able to come back and try again next year for everything that they will bring to the table in the years to come. So just again to reiterate, we are putting the podcast on a short hiatus to make sure that we are keeping ourselves safe and the entire Quinnipiac community safe as we await more news with what's going to happen for the rest of the year. But Matt and I will be back at some time in the near future to either continue our conversations with some of the best and brightest in the Quinnipiac athletic community or in an absolute worst case scenario to give some of our final thoughts and wrap up our tenures on this podcast. So that's what's going on right now with the roar and in general with Quinnipiac athletics. But before all of this happened, before everyone went on spring break, Matt and I got a chance to sit down with Zach Metza from the men's hockey team. Now at the time there was a long ECAC tournament run and possible NCAA tournament run on the line. But before we talked to him about all of that, we talked about his earlier career, how he got to Quinnipiac, and some of the things that makes Zach, Zach. So we hope you enjoy and get a chance to kind of take a break from everything that's going on in the world with episode number 52 of The Roar. So just to go through some some information, just to make sure we got it right. Um, sophomore from uh, is it Delafield, yep. Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you cl- are you close to any big cities in Delafield? Or are you kind of in the middle? Uh, Milwaukee is like the biggest, and I'm like an hour and a half from Chicago. Oh, oh wow. really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. legit. Not too bad. So you're not like way the hell up no, there. No, no. I'm. I, it's like it's southeast, almost as you can get in Wisconsin. So cool. like it's not. You know, like you ex- expect like farms and all that. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. stuff going on. Okay, okay. Were you a college basketball guy or? 
Uh, I mean, Wisconsin's got like football, college. I mean, basketball. I always followed Wisconsin, like yeah. just Wisconsin sports, like yeah. especially pro teams like the Brewers, Christian Yelich, yep. huge extension, yeah, yeah big yeah. time for Wisconsin <laughs> yeah, sports. Man. Like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> what did he? What did he get a year on that? I saw it was like two eighty or something total. Oh my god, it's, I don't know. Uh, it was like two fifteen total. The extension was like one eighty, but he's making like twelve this year, fourteen the next, and then after that, it's like twenty something. That's still like for not an MVP, bad. No, for an MVP. Like that nine year two fifteen, wow yeah that's not bad at all no even and if like, you break that down year by year it's like twenty three twenty four he yeah. must love the city to like take hey I mean when you're when you're coming from playing for freaking Miami yeah. to there <laughs> so you're so you'd go Brewers Packers Brewers, Packers okay um those are my those are my big two. Um, Where's oh, your Bucks. hockey allegiance? I, I can't believe I almost forgot the Bucks. The oh Bucks. yeah, I don't oh, follow them as closely, but I like I always, I always keep an eye, like check on yeah. once in a while because yeah. you got Giannis that's smoking the league. Yeah, they're one. Of the, I mean, they might be the best team in the league. They have the best one record. Of the best yeah. Teams. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a favorite to win, win it all this year. Like I think I would love them and the Lakers in the final. Oh my lord! But I'm a I Celtics guy. Oh. I'm a Celtics guy, so I want the Celtics yeah. in it. But like Gian- Giannis is a Giannis is such a buzzsaw. Like, oh, uh, where's your Where's your hockey allegiance if you have one? Uh, it was always uh, the Blackhawks, just because okay. they were the closest team. Yeah, it was like Blackhawks and uh, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Okay, my yeah. dad's from yeah. Minnesota, so like he would always root for them. Yeah, I like the Blackhawks because they had Patrick Kane, uh, Duncan Keith. And they were just the closest team, so like that was like who I started following. Okay, you did. You grew up rooting for them right at the right time. Yeah, yeah. like I remember it was like the first Stanley Cup, 2010, I think it was. I watched the game where uh, Patty Kane slid five hole and like, yeah. started celebrating, but like no one knew if it went in. So that yes. like, uh, I think we won. But. I love the, I love the 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 Chicago announcers on that call. They're like they're they you could tell that they're both looking at each other like what's going on what's well, yeah, going on and then by the time he's over the blue line yeah. it's like oh he scores like well I mean they're because I mean even the camera angle like you Terrible. have no idea I mean yeah. it just slid in and it's stuck I think under the, like the pad the white yeah. pad in the back of the net yeah. no one knew it was in besides Kane like yeah. he was the only guy who really went nuts yeah he was he was like oh I knew it went in but like <laughs> everybody else like, is, ah. everybody else yeah. still has their like their gloves and yeah. all their gear on like yeah. what's he doing <laughs> that was that was unbelievable too and I mean watch. Watching the Blackhawks and the Bruins play each other during like the early 2010s was all was yeah, so the best. Fun. All right, you I guys, you guys let us some big, gave us some big time heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's okay. It happens. It happens. It yeah. happens. Yeah, sports. All right. Got all those sports. Someone's got to win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're back. It is episode number 52 of the Roar podcast. Joined today by Zach Metza, sophomore defenseman on the men's hockey team from Delafield, Wisconsin. Zach, what's going on? Not much. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, Good. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're recording this right before right, break. We're recording <laughs> yeah. this right before break. We're not going to release it until next week for the ECAC uh, playoffs, but uh, I'm excited for break. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is the last thing on the on the to do <laughs> list before break. So, I mean, you guys are kind of in an interesting situation right now, where you are you've been practicing this last week, but you still really have no idea who you're going to face coming right. up next round. So, what what does that first week of practice look like for you guys when you're kind of just waiting to find out what's next I mean it's pretty simple like we're not it's not as much game plan as like a normal week would be it's more uh, right now just stay in shape like we the practices have been high tempo like they've been hard uh, kind of resembling a game a little bit because we're not going to have that obviously this weekend uh, and just finding like Rand and the coaching staff just finding little things that we can work on uh, and improve and you know bring that into next week so it's fine tuning skills more than preparation for a team yeah and just kind of staying like dialed in like with game shape and all that like because i mean a week off like a weekend off with games and stuff like you kind of the legs feel a little bit different so trying to keep those legs up uh and just keep everything rolling do you do a lot of scoreboard watching or is it more just where we're focusing on our game coming into the next week uh like are you saying like this week yeah like this like this week i think i mean this week for sure like yeah we'll be our eyes will be i think we'll be watching the games this weekend see kind of who where everyone winds up how all the games go see who will be playing um but again i mean normal week it's just kind of like we focus on us and we just we go along yeah so uh we're we're one week 
removed from the the Battle of Whitney Avenue. Yeah, uh, we we did a we did a live show outside, which was a lot of fun before that. So it's great to it's great to be out there and see everybody coming and see the fans coming and yeah. support. But uh, you know, what what were some of your takeaways from the the Brown Yale weekend? Two two big wins and four very important points. But what did you see from that? Uh, I mean, it was huge for us. Like we. Last year against Brown, like in the playoffs where we just stunk, like just kind of blew it. Uh, we knew coming in this year, like we Brown was a team we like focused on. We were like, we need to like get these guys back. Like we stunk against them last year. So to be able to battle a win against Brown and then absolutely like I love beating Yale. There's no team I love being more than Yale. Absolutely. Like, especially at Yale or at home when our fans are like they were just electric in the building. Like it's there's no better feeling so just getting that confidence going into uh the playoffs and just taking that with us so that's actually a question i have you see the student section packed does that make your game better when they are loud oh yeah i like i the most i think my best games personally um have been like umass last year at home that game was unbelievable awesome Yeah, yeah i mean we when we were pulling up to the rank like there was a line going around, like down the hill, like it was insane. Yeah. And then same thing this year with Yale or even even Cornell too. Like that was packed. It just helps, like everyone. The energy it stays up, um, especially when the crowd's into like a big hit, big block. I love. I mean, when a crowd goes crazy for a block, it just it fires you up. Like yeah, they they're you know they're into it, we're into it, and it just it keeps everything. It's so much easier to play. It's funny See, you say you that it. too. Like uh, getting fired up for a block. I mean, you know that they're gonna get fired up for a big hit. You you know that they're obviously going to cheer for a, for a big goal, but getting fired up for a block that really—I mean, especially as a defenseman, that really must motivate you. Oh yeah, well, it, to me too, it just shows like they're into the game, like they're yeah. focused, they're like engaged, uh, they're paying attention, like. And I, I don't know. For me personally, that that gets me fired up. Like I love. It's so much easier to play. Like the legs are a little lighter. Everyone's flying around. So see, you, yeah, gotta sell out the yeah. student section. The, the kids gotta come out. Yeah, I mean, and it works. It works I mean, for we've you. Had, yeah. We've had good crowds all year. Like, Absolutely. Pretty much every yeah. game. Like guys, people are showing up. Like. They're showing support. Like, it's been awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it seems to work for you. Goal last year against UMass. Goal this year against Cornell. So it's Goal against yeah. Yale. Yeah. Is it yeah. something, I mean, against, yeah, something with number one teams? against Yale. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> something, something with number one teams that, that must just must fire you up at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of the crowd, honestly. Like yeah. you were saying, like, I just get – fires me up. Like, I just get going. It's easier to move. So let's, so let's talk a little bit about about you. We want to tell the the story behind the hockey player a little bit. So, uh, growing up in Wisconsin, one of the, one of the things that I noticed was that your dad was a Division three hockey player. Yeah. Um, so what what was his influence on on both your and your brother as you were growing up and kind of getting into hockey? Oh, he's. I mean, he's the reason we're in hockey right now and still playing. Like, he. I think he was the one that pushed me to like started learning how to skate. And once I learned how to skate, then he was the one grinding out in cold Wisconsin winters, building rinks in our backyard. Like, I think he started that when I was three. And we still have one today. Like, my brother's wow. back home. They wow. get to skate on uh, theirs, so like, over the past I don't even 15, 16, 17 years, however long we've been doing it. Like, every winter, got practice, come home, I'm on the ice. There, there's even some mornings, like, the bus would pick me up. Uh, for school at like seven, seven o'clock, seven fifteen, and I remember a bunch in the bunch of mornings I'd get up six thirty, throw on the skates, <laughs> go wheel around, yeah. <laughs> quick take them off, run to the bus, yep. go to school. Like um, he was the one that really pushed me, and he, like he was, he's been at every game pretty much. He watches everything, he supports everything me and my brother do. Obviously now he's focused more with my brother because he's he's around, um, but like I've always called him after games, like just talked to him see his input um and he loves it too like he loves being involved he he i mean i think big thing too is like he just misses the game like he loves just being a part <laughs> yeah, of it like yeah, he yeah. loves hanging out with the guys living all that. through you yeah, yeah. exactly um <laughs> we had a chance to actually meet your brother too and uh so how uh, during the yale weekend so how close are you with your brother and what's that relationship like too oh, he he's uh he's my boy like yeah. <laughs> i he's my best friend like i love i love matthew uh and like we stay in touch I mean I don't talk to him every day but like I always FaceTime like here and there and I'm just like what's up how you doing like how's hockey going and like I mean when we're we're back home we're always we're always together we're always messing around doing stuff shooting pucks together I work out with him in the summer uh, which actually has been fun like he 
we're both intense when we work out. And there, <laughs> there was last summer we were working out and he was like, it was a tough workout. We got bagged <laughs> or something. Um, and one of, uh, it was like one of the last reps and he like, he was struggling and like you could, he was fatiguing. Like he just wanted to kind of give up. And then I don't, I think he maybe missed like one rep. I like got on him for it. And he like got on my face. Like, he, I can't, obviously I, I can't say what he said to <laughs> yeah, me, but he like got my face for us. I yeah. got, he got my face and like, don't say that to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. And I'm like, yeah. you didn't, you like, you need to finish your rep. Yeah. And he, he, it was a med ball. We were like throwing it around. And he just takes a med ball. He chucks it at me. Side of the, like I was walking away. It hit me in the side of the shoulder. Oh, turned yeah. at him. I'm like, oh, I wish I could like, <laughs> I wish we were younger and we were at home yeah. and I could just yeah, man. wrestle you like we used to. But He threw that ball and was like, how about that for a rep? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my last rep, pal. No, I mean, even like five minutes after, like he came over, it was like, how about that throw though? Like, he's like, <laughs> like we're able to laugh it off yeah. after like yeah. we're close yeah. like that. So Good. it's fun. Like he pushes me, I push him. Like no, where cool. where is he in his career right now? Uh, he just finished his senior year of high school. He's gonna go play juniors next year. Ooh, okay. Uh, he yeah. his goal is to play uh, college hockey somewhere. Yeah. Um, he just had he was a captain of his high school team this year. Had a really good year. Um. And then he's just figuring it out. He's just gonna go junior out, grind it out, see where he, see where hockey takes him. So speaking of juniors, you were in the USHL with your uh, junior career. So any any good stories from the USHL? Uh, do you have billet families in the USHL? Yeah. Or no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do. All right. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I started uh, before the year before, which was my senior year of high school. I went to British Columbia, playing the BCHL in Merritt. If I, you probably, I don't know if you've ever heard. Actually, yeah, maybe because Nick Germain. Uh, played in Merritt too. He, he literally said that before the interview. He goes, I think Nick Jermaine played yeah, in Merritt right. too. So, so what was the thought process for you for you going from Wisconsin to, to British Columbia? Because I saw, you know, taken a couple times in the USHL draft, a couple <laughs> times in the Null, but why Merritt for that first step? Um, well, I always, honestly, I wanted to go USHL. And that year in specific, I didn't think, like, I got drafted by Des Moines, I think it was. And I didn't think, I don't know, I, it took them a month after the draft to, like, talk to me. Oh, okay. So I didn't think they really knew who I was. It was kind of a late pick, just kind of, like, yeah, figure out, weird. like, oh, yeah, I'll take him, take a chance. Yeah, throw, like, throw in a dart. Yeah, I just didn't feel yeah. like I was wanted there. Um, okay. So uh, Joe Martin, who was a head coach at the time of Merritt, reached out and said, like, we'd love to have you. So I uh, went up to Abbotsford, did their camp, and ended up, uh, playing for Merritt that year, which was awesome. Merritt's like, no one's ever going to hear Merritt. It's a super small town. It's like center of British Columbia. Uh, there's really, there's not a ton there. Right. It's really small. You got a little hockey rink. You got like an A&W and a grocery store. Like, <laughs> um, but your, no, like, your classic small yeah, Canadian, exactly. Canadian, it's, Canadian town. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I loved it. Like all, were, all the guys on the team were super close. Uh, Brett Jewell, actually, who plays on Yale, was our captain at the time. And like he was awesome, uh, treating all. Every, I mean, everyone there like loved everybody. No one, there was no like odd man out, and just being able to uh, learn how to play hockey a little bit there, um, develop my game. So the following year, when I went to the USHL, I was a little better off probably than I would have been. So we, we do like the the billet family stories. Oh yeah. Uh, so I guess either between between the BCHL or the USHL, some of the the groups that you were able to be a part of. Oh, I mean, my house. We had I had an awesome billet house. Um, Ray Lynn King was our was our billet mom, and there, she had two kids of her own, Holden and Braden. Both of them played hockey; like they're active. We actually had two. Our two pets were two parrots, which okay. I don't I don't <laughs> recommend. Actually, like they were. <laughs> Like, I tried to, like, be, like, I kind of thought at first, like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, unique. It's a bird. And then one day, like, it climbed up my arm and it bit my hand. I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, no, that's not for me. Not I mean, they'd be chirping at 7 a.m. in the morning. Like, the house was wild. There was always stuff going on. Oh but I also had two other. God. Not in a cage. No, they're in a cage. But, like, we'd let them out occasionally. Okay. Oh, I. That, no thanks. I'm, I mean, it was, I'm okay. <laughs> Would they yeah. repeat stuff? Would they? Oh, yeah. Was that that was true? Oh, yeah. oh my god! You, they, you, I hope you never. Nobody in the house ever got burned for saying something. No, and then the parrot, there, okay. one of them uh, actually was really good at the FaceTime ringtone. <laughs> really? Oh so like, you'd just be like, you'd be in the living room watching TV, With and you just hear like, you hear yeah, you hear yeah. the bird start making the noise. <laughs> And Wait a like, minute! What? Oh like you're like checking God. your phone, like what is going on? And, you, and the, bird. the bird. It was the cl- like the classic. Uh, 
Oh my god, dude! I would be. Ah, uh, that is wild. Br- you guys can keep talking. I'm gonna. But, I'm, I don't want to bring this to a screeching halt, but I'm gonna see if wow. I can find it. And those yeah, are the two I, pets. Those are the two pets. Oh, and they're the worst thing about them, besides like the <laughs> chirping, was they were. Yeah, uh, that it, this like one? it knew that it was so wild. It was unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Wow, I don't that's know so how. Funny. I don't know how. What I mean, the what was the worst thing about them? Uh, they just, I mean, they were so messy. Like, they just poop everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, like, their food, yeah. like, they drink the water and just follow. I mean, they were most of the time locked in the cage, but even they go out and, like, they'd be flying around. Like, there's a couple times they'd fly around the house and they just poop. So, oh, like, my. just all over, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but aside, aside from the birds, the, the, the family itself oh, the family was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they are so, like, supportive of us. Yeah. Uh, I had two other teammates in the house, uh, Chase Bell and Zach Court. <laughs> yeah. And, is I mean, those guys are awesome, too. Like, they took me under their wing. Like, they both been playing juniors for a couple of years at that time. So, uh, just to learn from them and, you know, just... Have fun playing in Merritt. And it's time to play college hockey. What sold you uh, about this school? Um, honestly, at the time, it was uh, the uh, assistant coach, uh, Reed Cashman, when he was here. Yep. He was the first guy that started recruiting me. He was really the only coach I talked to um, when I committed here. Like We had a, I'd, we had a really good relationship. Um, he would call me like every two weeks. If he didn't call, I'd call him and, like, most of our talks weren't even about like hockey. They were just about like what his family's doing, what my family's doing. Like it was like a super, it made me feel super comfortable with coming here. Um, I really wanted to play for him. I knew like Rand was a well-known coach. Like he develops players. I knew I was coming into a good situation. Um, and even seeing like, cause I came, it was a short visit. It wasn't like official or anything. I actually came on Saturday. I visited Yale. That was like, an unofficial visit to Yale and then as I was leaving Cashman said oh you should stop by Sunday morning they'll bring you around so I walked around for like two hours Sunday morning with uh, Reed saw the rink the locker room the weight room yeah uh, the campus and it was like like it, it felt it felt good like when I was in the rink I remember walking up at like the university club yep, yep. walking around there and I was like it literally in my mind I was seeing myself like skating up and down the ice like in a Bobcats jersey and like my mom or Reed or whoever I don't even know who said but like took me out of like that daydream and was like do you score yet because like they saw me looking at the ice and like wow. they figured like I was like seeing myself in that jersey yep wow that's a pretty powerful that's thing that's like one thing I, I definitely remember um, about my visit was like I knew, I knew when I was in the rink I wanted to be here. It's like a scene from a movie, dude. Yeah, yeah it was almost like feel yeah. the dream stuff. <laughs> it was sweet. <laughs> wow. So uh, before before we move into your your career here, I got to ask you about the process of being traded. So playing in oh, the yeah. USHL and, and getting traded, going from Youngstown to to Central Illinois. I mean, what is that? 24 48 hour process like for you just going from one place to another as a teenager it was it was wild because when i found out we were actually doing the team workout uh with youngstown we were just finished up we were stretching and someone on the team uh when while we were stretching was like oh one of my buddies just got traded here from central Illinois. he's a d-man and right then because i knew there was a stretch and like in the beginning of the year i started out pretty well um, and then I hit like a 20 game stretch where I really wasn't like doing great. Okay. Um, and I, like when he said that, I, I just knew, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like, oh my God, like my heart rate spiked. Like I was like shaking, like I, yeah. I was like nervous. And then I got, when I, I left and I checked my phone, I got the text from the coach. Like, Hey, can you meet me? Uh, at like one o'clock. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, there it goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm traded. Um, Youngstown like, Phantoms, good uniforms. Yeah. Good I, uniforms. I mean, I loved playing there. Like, they were unbelievable. The coach, um, Patterson, was unbelievable. Jason Kohler, the GM, was... I mean, when I had my meeting to leave, they were both, like... Uh, they were super supportive. They were just saying, like, we wish you the best. Like Flying Aces, on, good uniforms. Yeah. That was... Central Illinois was a great setup. Um, like, getting back to Patterson and Kohler, like, they... when. I mean, it was kind of like an emotional thing because uh, Patterson was like, he was super uh, helpful with me and like he was trying to get me to like play better and like he did everything he could and he's just like, like we got to do this. Like 
it's just part of what we do. I don't like doing it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I like, I understood. Like I, the I, I, game, I know it's like the business. It just sucks being like part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, so it was me and two other guys. We packed our stuff up that day, drove, what was it? Six hours central or Bloomington, Illinois. Yep. And we had a game the next day. <laughs> Good Lord. So we, oh, actually what we did, we drove. So it was like a Wednesday. I got traded. We yeah. drove, we left that night, went to my buddy Alex Barber's house in Cleveland, which was like three, two hours on the way. Um, About like the halfway point. It, yeah, more yeah, or less. yeah. It was like towards it got a li- us a little bit. And then that morning we went from his house to Bloomington. We probably got there at like 12, maybe one o'clock. And we had a game that night. So That's we showed up to the rink and we we're like, we we're meeting the coaches, we we're meeting the players. And they're like, all right, here's a jersey. We're not going to tell you any systems tonight. Just go out there and play hockey. Wow. So like we went out there and just figured it out. Like it was, sure. it, I mean, it was a good, like, it was a good thing, I think, for me. Like, I I ended up playing better in Central Night. Like, we, we struggled as a team, and even, like, now still, uh, Riga will uh, chirp me for how bad <laughs> the team was. Like, he, talk, he talks about he came out to Detroit uh, to watch us play the NTDP team. And we just got spanked. Yeah. Like it was, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I wanted to leave after the first period. Like I, oh, I didn't wow. even want to be at that game anymore. Like <laughs> never wanted to mince words. And it was, I mean, it was tough. Like it wasn't fun. Like being on a team that we lost a lot. Right. But I mean, personally for me, I was able to get more playing time. I was able to get a little more comfortable with my game. Um, I don't know. I think that confidence kind of came over my freshman year into here. Um, Cause yeah, yeah, you're you're lighting it up here. I mean, you're doing a really, really good job, and I, I think you're. How is it with your D pairing? How's your partner? Uh, I mean, it depends game to game. Like, yeah. we don't really have like set D pairings. Like, uh, Coach Dume just you, you just kind of know. Like, you just gotta go out there. You do your job. It's not like you're dependent on your partner. You go out there. If I'm the right D, I know my job. I gotta do it. My lefty will do his job. I trust him. I trust like any other guy. They'll be out there with me to do their job. I just right. got to do my job, right? Yep. So I can help them out. So uh, have you have you always played defense like through your through your junior career and everything? Yeah. Okay. I, I think you know where I'm I, going. Yeah, with I this. know where you're going. So yeah. I mean, I was a D. I've been a D my whole hockey career. Like I okay. never played for it. I mean, maybe like the mini mites when you're playing like half ice. You're yeah. Wheeling around. There's no yeah, positions. Yeah. <laughs> But other than that, my dad was a D, so he threw me on the blue line. He's like, you're going to play defense. Yep. And I enjoyed it. Like, like I love seeing the game, like, from the back end. And that was, I mean, when I played baseball, too, as a catcher, that was the same reason I loved catching. Because I could see the play. I saw everything that was going on. And what you're, I know what you're getting to is me playing forward last year. Yes. Yes. That so was, uh, just the, the process of how, cause we talked to TJ Friedman in our live show last <laughs> week and he, he kind of told the funny story of how, you know, he, he was, he was in a group chat with like seven different guys and, and they came <laughs> in for, uh, for defense practice when, uh, when Chase and Brandon Fortunato were going to be out. But mm-hmm. how did you end up on forward and what was that experience like coming in as a freshman doing that? I don't even, I don't even remember how, I think we had a couple of injuries. Um, and I was at the time, I mean, our D last year were unbelievable. So you weren't going to take anywhere, any spots from them. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would think I was sitting like seventh or eighth. Like I, I didn't start the year out great. Um, so I somehow I ended up one day came in on the board. I was a forward. And I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I know how to play forward. And I mean, I just wanted to get in the lineup at that point. Like I just wanted to play games. So I just kind of figured it out. Like watch video, talk to whoever I need to talk to to figure out the systems for the forwards and just kind of just battled. I mean, it was the biggest change for me was like just be not seeing, not having the entire play in front of you. Like as a forward, especially me being a, I was a right wing. Um, I'd like get up in the four check and I had like no idea who was behind me. Like I had to like learn to be more aware of like behind me and in front of me and like just knowing what was all going around around me instead of just, 
all right, I got everyone in front of me. I can see everything that's going on. That That is a tough thing because it sounds so small, but just instead of being able, like as you're backing up, you see everything in front of you, you have to, you have your head on a swivel and looking around. But yeah. I think I remember, I don't know if this is true, but in the, the UMass game when you scored, it was you and Joe O'Connor, I believe, were yeah. on the same yeah. line, which is kind of funny because he, <laughs> he came, I think he came in as a D. Yeah, he yeah. was, uh, he was Kale McCarr's partner right. with Brooks. Brooks. We had, we had him in the same studio on the radio show and he was telling a very similar story how he was like seven, eight, nine on the depth chart, and then he came in one day, and his name was just on a forward line. He was on the right. fifth line or whatever it was. But then, uh, you know, both on on offense and defense, who were some of the players, some of the role models that you were able to kind of take some notes from last year? Uh, well, on D for sure is Prisky. Yeah, uh, I mean he. The biggest thing for we have a lot me, of people talk about and praise him. Oh, he was unbelievable. Like he almost was such every a, young player we've had. On he that. was such yeah. a good captain. Uh, to like our freshman group and everyone so just you, coming in. Yeah. So, what do you think made him a good captain? Was he, it just the vocal as well as he was, by example? He was demanded it? excellence every day. Out of like, it didn't matter what was going. On. Like, I think of there's one specific moment where, like, we do our basic warm up drills, whatever. Then we go into stretch, and after every stretch, um. Like last year's Davidson, but this year's OC, he'll yell something out um, to get us going, and we all tap our sticks and we're like ready to start the day. But there was one day I didn't tap my stick; I was just like stretching. I was like in my, I was like zoned out. I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't tap my stick, and Prisky's behind me. He's like, "Matt, why aren't you tapping your stick? You're not part of the team." I'm like, uh, "Just start tapping my stick, like panic." It, it, like he, it was like that, but it was for everything. Like okay. he made sure everyone was doing their job. Everyone was a part of the team. Um, that was actually another thing too. Like he was great at just making sure everyone was involved. Okay. Like he'd always, he'd go out to dinner with some of the freshmen last year. He'd bring them out. Um, he'd invite guys over. Like he always made sure guys were involved, part of the team. And that's, I, I mean, last year, that's part of the reason why we were so, I mean, we, were, we had a close group and I think that's why we had as much success as we great. did. Yeah, great success. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then uh, and having Nick Jermaine as the captain this year, do you see some some similar things from him that you saw from Chase? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he just, like, like that's part of the culture, too, is, like, every, he's got to be accountable. Everyone's got to be doing, like, it's you, It's a team. It's not like there's no individuals. Like, we all do everything together. Um, everyone's got to be involved. Um, it's just different styles. Like, Prisky had his way of doing things. Like, he was a little more up front. Like, he'd get in your face. He'd, like, yell at you. Um, Jerem quite isn't, like, as confrontational as Prisky was. Right. Okay. But, I mean, he's still a great leader. Like, he leads by example. Like, him and Wales, I like, are unbelievable game in, game out. Like, they're out there busting their balls. Like, they're flying around. And you just kind of, like, feed off that. Yeah. So uh, this year for you, a uh, big step forward offensively in uh, 32 games, five goals, 12 assists, 17 points. This time all on defense. So back to back to more right, yeah. <laughs> back to normal. But you know, w- what was the the summer between your first year and this year like? Because I mean, it seems like there was a, a huge step forward taken. But what mm-hmm. were some of the things that you were doing to kind of get ready for this year? Uh, well, one thing I really focused on just summer training. Like I think the summer coming in, I mean, I worked out, but there wasn't, I mean, I was like, I was, I felt like I was kind of working out to work out. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't like, I didn't have like a plan. Right. And you know, like going back to Prisky, that was one thing he was really good at. Like every day he'd come in and have a goal. So like for practice, he'd come in and he always did the same thing. He'd always ride the bike, stretch, and he'd be ready for practice. And he'd do that every single day. Um, and then same with workouts. Like he, he came in and he was like ready to go. He had a goal and he had this intensity about him that he brought everywhere where I was able to take some of that. And like, obviously I'm still working on it. Like I'm not uh, really where Prisky was when it comes to like the preparation. I don't think yet. Um, but this time I really focused on like, all right, every day when I go in, I have to have a goal. Like what am I working on? What am I striving to achieve? Uh, like I'd be in the weight room. I'd be like, I'd be just like picturing like, what is this going to help me with? Like, is this going to help me win battles in the corner? Is this going to make me faster? Um, so just stuff like that. I just had a little more focus going in, I think, in the summer, and that really helped. And it's stuff like that that will make you push that extra rep and right. finish that extra exactly. rep. And, and not coast to the finish <laughs> line, but finish hard to the finish line. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's important. It's 80% mental. Oh, it's <laughs> so mental. Like, it's so easy to just be like, ah, I'm tired today. I'm not yeah. going to go work out. Right. But then you like you just got to think, like, 
I mean, like, you, no one's going to quit when you're on the ice. Like, these guys are going to, like, everyone else is working out today. Like, you got to yep. do something more. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to do something to find that edge to be a little bit better than the other guy. On the ice, what, what do you think has been working so well for you this year? Uh, I mean, personally, for me, I feel like I've gone faster. Um, I've just been, I think that comes with uh, just strength. I'm able to uh, keep up a little bit better. Not even keep up, but I'm like, I'm, I, I wouldn't say keep up as in like I was like really struggling with my speed last year. Like it definitely wasn't my strength, but still like it's better this year. So that's been helping. Uh, and then a lot of it's just confidence and that's confidence in like in my own abilities and then confidence from the coaching staff and my abilities to be able to put me out there in situations and like succeed. So one of the things that we kind of like to, to break down uh, a day or a week in the life during Zach, a, during Zach, a given a... during the season. So <laughs> may, maybe this this past week, uh, if you're just you're just going through practice, what does a day a week look like for you? Um, so I'd wake up probably eight thirty, eight forty five. What are we having for breakfast? Breakfast is always the same. It's four eggs scrambled and four breakfast sausages, a glass of orange juice. Maybe with some berries. I normally try to have blueberries, strawberries. Every day. Every day. Love that. Matt knows. Wow. Big egg guy. I, I That's love, awesome. And I like breakfast is my favorite meal, I think, <sighs> of any day. Like absolutely. I need to have I need to have my eggs, need to have my orange juice. That's like bare minimum. I'm more concerned about the sausage. Do you do links or what do you links? Yeah, I, I don't. Links. I don't. Dig, <laughs> yep. I don't dig the patties. Oh, no, get the no, patties. No, I'm not a share. fan of the patties. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. yeah. Like I mean, it's like a mini burger kind of. It's like yeah. I, that's not that's not breakfast. Like yeah. Yeah. I need my links, my scrambled eggs. The color of the patty juice. too. It's just a turn yeah. off. It's like it, yeah. yeah. Not no, my but thing. you're right. That goes if you're having a if you're doing a sandwich, it goes well because it's yeah. that it's that it's shape where it can yeah. go under a fried egg. It's perfect for a sandwich. Yes. But no, like, I like that. You're, yeah, you're cutting yeah. up the links, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, Good start to the day. Hot sauce so or ketchup? No, I don't. I don't do wow, either of them. Nothing. I just a little okay. salt pepper. I'm yeah, you're go. a smart kid. I'm in um, on that. Yep. So I go to the rink. Uh, depending on the day, it's either a stretch, a uh, little bike stretch, or it's a uh, workout. Uh, then we have practice at 11:30. That normally goes to like one o'clock. Let's say uh, it's like 12:30, one o'clock. Whether we stay on the ice late or whatever. Um, then I come back here, go to the calf, get some food, um, eat, do studying, whatever I got to do, go to class. Um, so what about, uh, what about game days when you're throwing that number 23 on? Mm -hmm. Do you have like traditions of how you gear up? Oh, uh, any traditions? Uh, I'm not big, like super, I always do the same thing, but I don't consider it like superstition yeah, like it's yeah. not okay. like i have to do this it's more just a routine than yeah, anything else yeah i do we've routine had, like we've had a few hockey players where it's like gotta tie my left first right well, I, I think it was lexi Gia who had to tie her left skate yeah, first yeah. or something yeah i don't i'm not yeah i'm not big into that like yeah. i feel like because i feel like you you miss one thing and it's like everything is off yeah you know what yeah. i mean like i just i have a routine that gets me set up and ready to go like i come back from the rink after morning skate I lay down, I just scroll through my phone till like 1 30, 2 o'clock, shut it down, take a nap, wake up at 3 o'clock. Like that's when I set my alarm, shower, go to pregame meal. Sit. One thing we do do actually pregame meals at our table, we always sit in the same spot. Oh, okay. So like it's me, White Bon Giovanni, Marcus Chorney, um, Peter Deliberatori, Odin, um, Sean Roach, our video guys at our table, and yep. then OC. Okay. So that's like our table. Um, and those spots like never change at any table throughout the year. Sure. Um, and then pregame meal, go straight to the rink. It'll be about four o'clock. I get changed in my, uh, workout gear, uh, tape my stick, fill up my shaker ball with all the stuff I need. All white or black tape? Black. Yeah. I used to be a white tape guy, but then this year I changed it to black. Okay. I don't really know why. I was just kind of like, I switched it to black. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Try something new. Yeah. Um, the way you're performing this year, keep the black. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Uh, then after I tape my stick, I go into the weight room. I'll stretch, roll out, do everything I need to do to uh, get ready. Get back in the room. Rand will have his talk. We go play sewer which I don't know if it's just keep up. So like, it's like soccer. Two, yeah. Soccer, uh, yeah. It's soccer ball, two touch. You got to yeah. keep it up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we go back in the weight room, do our pre full team pregame warm up, get dressed, go on the ice, 
Game time. Game time. Game time, baby. That's the that's the goal at the end of all of it. Yeah. You guys are you guys are a loud I, I sometimes when, when we've come down to talk to Rand before broadcasts. You can probably hear it, us. It's, in it's the when gym. you guys are in the weight room. You yeah. guys are loud yeah, before. Yeah, that's the like game. a goal. Like that's when the energy you, like we start to get the energy up. I think it's unique. I don't know if any other team really I've known no other team I've been on really like gets as loud as we do in pregame and it just kind of like it leads into the game. Like you take that energy, you're fired up when you're getting carries dressed. over, man. Yeah. yeah, you bring in the warm ups, you bring in the game. Like it just it keeps it going. So our, uh, I know that the the last couple, maybe like the month or two, they've been doing the the walk in photos mm-hmm. that have been going yeah, up on those Instagram. Are sweet, those are nice, huh? eh? I love those. Yeah, love them. Have, like, you, have you been trying out different fits for those pictures, or no, is it well, just kind see, of the same we thing? Knew, uh, what game was it? I don't even. Maybe Cornell was the first game. Uh, uh, yeah, Rob did right. it. Yeah. Um, and like we knew before like he was gonna do it so like guys were putting on there like there's one I think my favorite is uh, William Falstrom's oh like, yeah he's got his glasses he's, he's like he knows the camera like, he's ready <laughs> yeah, to go he's yeah, looking yeah. good um, so is it one walk you get one chance you get one chance yeah you, like I guess you could go back and do it that but, like, would I'm be, not gonna yeah, it's, yeah, it's gotta move. be natural yeah. you gotta just yeah, go yeah, through yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then he did it for the Yale game I didn't know he was doing it for the Yale game so like when we did it for Cornell we kind of spaced ourselves out the guys that were walking in together okay Okay. Um, just so like each each guy could get their own individual shot. Yeah. And for Cornell, we didn't know. So like, I walk around the corner by the Zamboni doors, and if we yeah, start seeing yeah, flash, yeah, know, flashes. Yeah. I'm like, I think Rob's there. Like, I, I kind of <laughs> a little excited. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. these pictures are sick. Like, I gotta like distance myself a little bit. Okay. Uh, but no, those have been awesome. Like, they look sweet, especially the blue light. Like, he throws on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Sweet. They've been fresh. It, it adds just a little, a little extra thing because you love well, it, the it, content away from just like the like the game photos itself. It just adads a little personality. It's a good oh, program. Yeah. This yeah. is and and to look more professional and, and to have the kind of social media that is professional and and all business and yep. like we're here to to win is such a is such a good feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's what, awesome. Yeah. What's your major? Uh, finance. Finance. Okay. So math. Uh, math. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> That's actually one thing I've always been good at, like, growing up. I don't know really why, but numbers have always just, like, worked with me. Really? Like, I've always been able... I've always been one of the best at math, like, my classes. Six times six. 36. Oh, my God. That's pretty quick. Oh, that actually... What's funny, but I saw... on Instagram the other day, one of those. You guys ever do like those multiple uh, multiplication like tests? Like you have like like tables. I haven't fit, done no, that. No, you have like fifty <laughs> questions on a piece oh. of paper, and it's just like a bunch of different. And you have like maybe it's not fifty. It's like thirty, but you have like certain amount of time. You have maybe two minutes to do them all. Okay, and you just gotta like whip through it. Yeah. I, I've done it before. That? I've oh. done it before, but like Fourth, it, I think it was like third grade. I remember doing yeah, that. It's and wild. Me and my, okay, I was my gonna best, say like I remember best, in grade school. Oh, yeah, 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 it was yeah. younger, younger. Yeah. And like one of my best friends, uh, we were in the same class. I remember like it was always it was me and him always first and second. Like <laughs> yeah. we'd always be running through them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Seven yeah, times two. 14. Okay, he's fine. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> On the spot, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> made me a little nervous. <laughs> so, uh, member of the all-academic team last year, though, that, that's mm. what I was getting at. So, so how are you able to kind of manage the the athlete life versus the academic life? Uh, it's just all time management, I think. Like, yeah. you just can't let it get away from you. Like, you know, I mean, you go to class every day and you know, you should know, like, what work you have to do. Um and as long as you throughout the week like stay on top of it, you set time aside, you do your work, you don't like get all behind, and then you're like, you're trying to, you're fighting back up, you're like climbing uphill to get your work done. And do the coaches, do the are the coaches very accommodating when it comes to the academic stuff? Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, I mean they don't like obviously you're not gonna miss a practice if right. like you're behind on homework. Like you, they know we're here to play hockey I mean right. maybe that's not what everyone's here but we're here to play hockey yep and like we also we have schoolwork so like you have to get that done you have yeah. to make sure your hockey's on top so like as long as you um, stay on top of your schoolwork your hockey won't be affected and like I think I mean sometimes you get a little behind like it happens and yeah. you have to You're traveling figure on buses it out. Yeah. and yeah I get you it. have to figure it out but I mean for me as long as I just set some time aside to do some work get it done get out of the way and I'm fine no problems I am sometimes bad at with uh, uh, just leaving it to the last minute, though. Like, yeah, I I've mean, been, you are uh, human at the end of the day. Like, yeah, we do the I mean, same so, thing. Like, sometimes you come back from like practice and you're just like, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This can wait like a little bit. And you that just happens go lay to down, everybody. And, and it's yeah. like nine o'clock, and I go, Oh my gosh, yeah. where'd they go? <laughs> 
That happens with everyone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have anything else that you wanted to get through, Matt? Nope. I, yeah, I'm all set. All right. Let's ask the three questions. We ask these three questions to every guest on this podcast. So, if you've listened before, you may know what's coming. But I did prepare a little bit. I've listened oh, to Wayland's okay. before. Okay. We, we talked yeah. a little bit about the Jonas Brothers beforehand. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first question, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, or your hometown in Wisconsin, where would it be and why? I think... Uh, See, I was even having a tough time like thinking of answers when I was listening to Whalen's. Yeah. Um, I'd love to go. I'd probably go like Dallas, maybe Dallas, Texas. Like my uncle Ooh, lives down there. Wow. I love the area. It's warm. Yep. Um, so Dallas. Great or, food. I heard. Yeah. Oh, barbecue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been, but I heard it's good. That That's one thing. That's a yeah. big bonus. I love barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that'd be one thing. That'd be one place for sure. I'd go or I'd go. Like Minnesota, I go okay. uh, probably like Minneapolis area. Where's your dad from originally? He's from Virginia, Minnesota. So it's like uh, I don't even know exactly where it is, but he always calls it the Iron Range. I it, I know it's northern. Yeah, um, I don't know exactly. He's, uh. He'd be mad at me if, if I for uh, if he heard that. But um, <laughs> he we also have family in like the Minneapolis area, so I've been there a few times. Uh, yeah, Mr. Like Metz, just skip over this yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'd say Minnesota or Dallas. Dallas would be fun, I think. Yeah, yeah those That'd are be big, a good place to big live. time polar opposites, yeah. but you know, depending yeah. on the time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was the? Oh, I'm never going to remember the place. We can promote stuff. You you just can't. But the place that we went uh, for the Super Bowl party this year, the barbecue place. Oh shoot! Yeah, I'll never remember it either. It's no, in Mer- it is it in Meriden? Wallingford. Oh, it's in Wallingford. Yeah. I'll text Josh. I'll, I'll see if we something. Can. There's one in New Haven. I it was love. like pig rig. Was that it? What's that? Pig rig? That sounds right. Yeah, it was let something me, like that. Let me touch Josh. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't Did you do brisket know exactly. Brisket. Brisket. Oh, good. Oh, me yeah. and Marcus Chorney, my roommate. Yeah. There's a place in New Haven. We always, I mean, we we go there. And last time we ate, like, we just ate a ton of food. Like, yeah. it was like, I think we got a brisket sandwich and like a half rack of ribs. Yeah. And we crushed it. And we just, I think we sat in the booth for like 45 minutes after. Like, we were in like, <laughs> A food coma. Yeah. Like we couldn't move. We're just like, well, we're just going to sit here. Yeah. And, and just soak in just whatever rest. we just ate. Yeah. Because I was a, like, it was like a workout. It, uh, before we move on to the next question, it's been pretty, it must be pretty great as a, a roommate to see uh, Marcus Chorney getting into the lineup and, and really start to contribute oh, this year. I love it. There's, yeah. I mean, he, I don't, there's maybe, I mean, Manny, him and Manny, I think, are the two hardest working guys on our team. Like they, especially last year and then beginning of this year, Mark absolutely grinded. Like his, I mean, he busts his ass. I can't, can I say ass? You can say ass. You can say ass. Yeah. I mean, he works harder than everyone else and he won again so bad and he finally did. And like we, I mean, everyone in the locker room knew like once he gets in, he's going to be fine. Yeah. He's going to do well. He's not leaving. So he finally got his opportunity. He's been killing it, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Like it, like I was. I mean, I think I told uh, my mom or something. She said the same thing. She's like, "Oh, I'm so excited for Marcus." I'm yeah, like, it's so much better. Like it's so nice when he's in the lineup. Like he's just one of the guys. Like he lifts everyone up. He's always positive. He brings a ton of energy, and it's so nice just having him on the bench with us uh, during games and stuff. When like stuff's going down like maybe have some issues like he's always there like hey like we're good we're good let's figure it out like he's awesome i love having him in the lineup it's guy yeah it's it's been so great to watch him really kind of come into his own because i mean he has he has great hockey bloodlines and i remember seeing his name on the on the recruit sheet a couple years ago i'm like oh my god we're getting a chorney like i know taylor i didn't know Mm -hmm. his dad but i researched into it and it's been great to see but yeah it's awesome yeah but sticking with you uh if you could have dinner with one person either alive deceased could be anybody that has ever been who would it be and why See, when I heard this one, I was thinking John Mayer. Great oh. pick. John Mayer. I great love pick. his music. He's an unbelievable guy. Like, he just, his, like, swagger about him is next level. Like, he it's just awesome. knows he's the man. And rightfully so. The yeah, guy's yeah. awesome. How about um, this album is in my in my library all the time. His it is live, the pig rig, by his, the way. You're yeah. right. His live album, Where the Light Is, live mm-hmm. album, is unbelievable. Uh, I Guy's mean, a talent. I mean, any one of his songs, just like I could listen to on repeat. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I always get favorite? these stretches where, oh, 
I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Yeah, um, for me, it's like in your atmosphere, gravity, uh, gravity, the nine good. minute Gravity's live gravity one, one was good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to listen to each one again. What do you listen to before a game? Depends. I mean, if I put my own music on, it's probably like EDM or rap. Yeah. And that's pretty much the same um, in the locker room, like when someone's on the yeah. ox or something. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not like a huge music guy. Like, I don't listen to like a ton. I just kind of listen like if something's on the lo- in the locker room, like that's what's yeah. So I'm listening to, and I always I feel like my music's almost like seasonal too. Like okay. when I'm oh, in the course. winter, I'm like it's more rap, it's more EDM, summer hits, summer, country all day. Summer I'm going country all Absolutely. time. Windows all going day. down all day, throwing on country yeah. Yeah. and yeah. just cruising. Who's yeah. your country artist? Um, or right a few. now. I've been lately. I've been digging uh, Morgan Wallen. Oh, that's a great pick. Morgan Wallen, sneaky. His yeah. voice is unreal. Yep. Um, I'm Jake uh, Owen. Jake Owen yeah. is yeah. Otherwise, I'd go uh, like Thomas Rhett, Luke Holmes. Luke, Luke Holmes, Holmes is unreal. Great pick. Yeah, he's yeah. another guy. Um, where I mean, all the songs are just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah his yeah, voice yeah. is just it's Unique. like mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. His la- his last two albums have just. They've hit. Hit. No, yeah, yeah. They've, they've been yes. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, he's, he seems like an awesome dude too. Like he just loves life. He's always having fun. Yeah. yeah. I got this. I got this showing up on my Spotify. I got you. You are one of the top seven percent, Luke Comf. Really? It's, yeah. There it is. I That's was, almost an honor. I was pumped. Cool. I was pumped. Yeah. I feel like I should get like tickets or something for that. But <laughs> either way, uh, last one. You were on death row. Uh, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert. Final meal that you would ever have. We talked about barbecue. Doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be that. Oh. See, I feel like food questions are tough. Yeah, of like, course. It all, I love it's food. so like situational. Like it depends on how you're feeling. The feel depends on like the time. See, it's interesting for me. Uh, I could have pizza all the time. It doesn't really? matter what my mood <laughs> is. I will eat it yeah. always. I see. I'm not a huge pizza guy. Um, final meal would have to be. I do like a sirloin with. Wait, what were all? It was your dinner, drink, drink, dessert. Yeah, dessert. but dinner can have sides. Like we're not. Yeah, like yeah, we're not right. picky. Sides, I do. We're not the death row police. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do like. I always dig uh, asparagus with my steak. I don't know why. Yeah, for sure. For sure. sure. For sure. Um, and then drink. If I'm doing it with a steak, so that's it. Sir, that's it. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sirloin. No, f- no surf and turf. We're going steak straight up. Steak. Okay. Yeah, with love asparagus. Big um, as you can get. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, drink would probably be, like, since I'm 21. Yep. You're I'd allowed, probably yeah. do, like, a red wine. Ooh, very nice. Steak with dessert. asparagus, a glass of wine, Ooh. so then you're, you're finishing off with dessert. dessert. Yeah. Mm, I'd probably do, like, brownie. With like ice cream over the top. Yep. Maybe something like I don't even know. Maybe even a little more like a chocolate sauce and something like even over the ice cream. So yeah. I just, love lava cakes. Like yeah. I would do a molten lava cake for my final dessert. Yeah. Easy. Couple raspberries with vanilla, no doubt. You might as well. You might as well do as much chocolate as you can while you're yeah, while I mean, you're, if you're going out. Yeah. Yeah. We're sending it. Yeah. Well, well, Zach, thank you so much for your time. We, we went a while on this, but uh, great to talk to you and, and best of luck moving yeah, no. into the ECAC tournament. Yeah, thanks Good luck, for me. Yeah, thank you. theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.